0: Good morning everyone. Good morning, it is uh, good to be back and to be back home once again. Good to see you all there and uh, our crowd of people that are online as well too this morning. Well, uh, hey, i got to tell you, I've come back feeling refreshed. Uh, mind you though last saturday night i did think you know i've got a bit more leave i could probably take a few more weeks i was really tempted at that moment because i hear that you've been doing so well here uh under the the uh, directional leadership of pastor dave and the ministry team here uh it's been exceptional but i resisted that temptation in that moment and turned up on sunday it was good to be back Can I say thank you? Thank you for praying for Julie and I while we've been gone. Uh, We've had a a really good time. We were home for a week before we left and went overseas and then we were home for a couple of weeks when we got back. But uh, I've just come back feeling just physically, spiritually and emotionally refreshed and, and good to be back. And we were very conscious of your prayers at different times in our journey, particularly when we were in Israel And as most of you will know, we were there when the war broke out and there for a few days uh, before we uh, actually got out of the country. Uh, And uh, that is a moment that uh, will be forever on our minds uh, by what we experienced in that. And I will speak more to this uh, towards the, well, on the last Sunday in December, I've been talking to church council about this. You know, uh, what's happened in the Middle East uh, uh, is significant. You know, sometimes we think, well, what happens in the Middle East is so far away from us, it doesn't really impact us. But... I'm here to say that it does impact us, and uh, what we see around the globe, what we also see in this country as well too, uh, I just feel very, uh, 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 I'm, a bit, I'm not sure of the word for that, but I just feel the importance, maybe that's what I'm trying to say, is that uh, uh, we need to unpack what's happening in that part of the globe from a biblical perspective. We need a biblical worldview uh, and we have a biblical worldview we have our Bible and it kind of speaks into these things as well too. so on Sunday December the 31st uh, I'm going to take a moment in uh, all of our morning services. We won't be online, uh, so I encourage you to be here, uh, but uh, I will be speaking to that on that particular day and encourage you uh, to, to, to get around and be, be a part of all that. But with that in mind you know I've come back feeling refreshed it's good to be back here. Uh, you know I thought I'd do something uh, just over a week ago. I thought I'd be a little cheeky about something I thought I'd call into the office here and just to see whether I still had a job it's always a good thing to do isn't it because you know if uh you know I didn't have a job well then I just kind of go on a bit more leave and uh, enjoy myself so I uh, I called our illustrious administrator on his mobile and there was no response so I thought oh this is sounding a little dubious at this point in time uh, he, he then later on told me that he was going to the bank and the phone was going off and he was driving so he was coming up with excuses so then I called the office and uh, I'm calling the church and there's no response. And I'm thinking, well, I know the rapture hasn't happened. I'm still around here. So what's kind of going on? Eventually, one of our staff members picked up and uh, I w- won't give any names away. But uh, as I was talking with her, uh, she, she uh, well, actually, this is how I started. I said, oh, hi, this is Dave. Can I speak with uh, Dave Lovell, your senior pastor? And there's always that moment, isn't there, where you think, okay, how's this going to go? Is the response going to be, you know what, he's actually moved on. He was here, uh, he's been gone for three months, and uh, so he's no longer a part of the church. Or, uh, no, no, he's coming back, and he'll be back soon. Well, that was the response. I, I listened, and uh, and uh, our pastoral care pastor mentioned to us that uh, I would be back in a week's time. So I took a big breath. I said, hey, Ma- well, now I've given it away, haven't I? Michelle, I'll be back. at stave It's Dave. <laughs> So uh, it's been good and uh, really good to be back. But you know what? There's been some shenanigans that have been going on while I have been away. Now, you know, last Sunday, I turned up here for Christmas together, and that was just a wonderful event. And uh, after helping set up, I wandered into my office, hadn't been into my office in three months, and I opened the door, and this is the picture that greeted me. Now, I'm not a Collingwood supporter, not at all. I thought, you know, as I kind of opened my door, I laughed, chuckled away, and thought, oh, that's very funny, until I wandered over to the wall and realized that black and white stripes have been actually painted on my wall. Now, I thought there were some budget constraints around here, but it seems to be that, you know, when I'm away, people can spend or do whatever they want. So in that moment, you know, for the last week, I've been conducting a uh, very thorough investigation, um, and I think this is the place to name and shame people today. So, uh, people like Mike Piao Tangitama, uh, who's a former painter, of course, uh, Matthew Parkinson, uh, I'm gonna put Dave Gascoigne in this as well, too, because he was the interim campus pastor, Jeff Jordan, who, uh, kind of controls some of the money spends. All my response is that they should be very, very afraid, is how I'm... I've told Matt, we've got a brand new building that's coming. I'm thinking on the feature wall in that big function room, uh, black and a red sash right down the middle of it. So watch this space. And Nana, it is, you know, one of the things that I feel, I feel so loved by this church and uh, uh, going away was great, but you know what, coming home is great as well too. Love Bendigo Baps and uh, looking forward to uh, this next season of ministry in whatever God's got in store for us. And I just want to say I'm really grateful to Dave for his leadership at our, as our campus pastor here, for the ministry team, what they've done, and then for AJ and Dave and the way in which they've led our church as well too. It's been good. So thanks, mate, and uh, thanks to the ministry team as well too. Huge thanks to our team that put together Christmas Together, uh, our outdoor carnival uh, and our carols as well too. Do you know what? It connected us with so many people from across our campus locations. It was really good and uh, God bless us with some wonderful weather. So uh, a great, great time together and a great way to enter into the Christmas season. You know what Christmas Together does for us? is It actually helps us to kind of capture the excitement and the wonder of Christmas. You know, uh, for many years we've done big Christmas Eve services and I've loved all of those. Uh, but one of the things I think we all find as we get closer towards Christmas, we, we find ourselves, we're a bit over Christmas, aren't we? And we're kind of trying to catch our breath. And so doing Christmas together on the front before we kind of get too far in kind of enables us to, to kind of capture that, the excitement and the wonder of that first Christmas. Uh, And you know what, that's so important still for us today. You know, we weren't there on that very first occasion when God entered into our world and chose to be with us. But what happened on that occasion is still true for us today as well too. You know, so I thought today, uh, as uh, we kind of push a bit deeper into Christmas, that maybe just part of my responsibility is to, in some ways, to help us even just a small bit today, just get a little bit more excited about Christmas. You know, uh, people can get excited about painting black and white on my wall or, you know, you can go to sporting events and you can cheer and all those kinds of things. But you know what? We should be even more excited and cheerful when we start talking about the birth of Jesus. So uh, I've got a little exercise for us today. And so this is a a bit of a a two-way street. This is how it's going to work. I'm going to yell out a letter And I want us in unison across this room, Eagle Hawk, we're very good, mind you, so you've got a lot to live up to. Uh, I want you to yell out that letter back at me, okay? Everybody that's online right now, you get to do it as well too, but they're going to want to hear us in this room, okay? So here we go. Give me an A. A. That is very good. I like that. Kids, this is your opportunity to yell and scream at church, okay? So let's go again. Give me an A. A. Give me a D. D. Give me a V. Give me an E. Give me an N. Give me me a T. What's that spell? Very good. Very impressed. You gay kids, you're all over this. This is great. We're going to do some more stuff like this, I think. Uh, Mike, next week when you're preaching, you're going to have to get some interaction going on there. You know, Advent, it is a Latin word. It comes from the word Adventus, means appearance or arrival. You know, well, we don't often use Latin words, but that's what this Christmas season is. It talks about the first Advent, the the, uh, the appearance or the arrival of God in human flesh. In essence, what happened on that very first Christmas right there in that uh, cave in Bethlehem, most likely it was not a stable, it was a cave, uh, just kind of hewn out on a pasture side there. Uh, It was God choosing to take on flesh and to move into that neighborhood, to, to be with us, to come among us. That was the decision that he was making in that moment. It was significant then, and it is still significant today. You know, as we sit here in this room or we watch online right now and we think about that, uh, for us it's about trying to capture that in a fresh new way. You see, if you were to wander out onto the streets today and say, well, who do you think Jesus Christ is? You get a variety of reactions. You know, I'm the chaplain at the South Bendigo Footy Club. I can tell you I would get all kinds of things thrown back at me if I was to ask that phrase. Some of them may not be so nice. Uh, You know, but if we were to talk to people, you get people would say, well, Apparently, he was a kind man. He was good to kids. He was a moral person, apparently, and he started some religious order or he started something. He had a whole bunch of followers. I mean, all of those things are somewhat true, aren't they? You know, there's, a, there's an element of truth to all of those. But it's so much more than that. You know, as we enter and we move into Christmas, we we want to um, unpack just that some of the verses in that first gospel, of, sorry, in the gospel of John, in that very first chapter. You know, uh, John, who was a very dear friend of Jesus, was in one sense answering that question for us. The gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John they are all written to, or uh, well, Matthew, Mark and Luke were written to different audiences. But John, when he wrote his gospel, was really writing it to everybody with a sense of trying to help people to understand who Jesus Christ was. So if you're here in this room or online and you're thinking, well, how would I answer that question? Let some of the words of John this morning begin to kind of flow over your life because he says some powerful things about who Jesus Christ was. I mean, you might already know in your mind who he was, but this is what John said. If you've got your Bibles, it's going to be on the screens as well too. But in John chapter 1, extinguish it you know when somebody who's a very good friend tells you something and says you know what this is what's just happened and you would never heard the story before but at that moment you're sitting there and you're listening to them and you're going wow and you completely trust them because you know that their words can be trustworthy well in, this answer, in, in, in essence this is John writing to us John who had been with Jesus for three years who had come to understand who he was and, and what he had come to do, some 20 or 30 years later, he's now writing these words to us and saying, this is who Jesus Christ is. And he identifies at least three things in uh, these first few verses that if you were to try and work well, say, well, who is Jesus Christ? John tells us. And he opens by simply saying, he is the word of God. He is God's word. The Greeks used uh, the term word, they called it logos. And they used it in such a way when they wrote, when they said that He is God's word, when John said in the beginning the word already existed, the word was with God, and the word was God, He existed with God in the beginning. He was using that word to describe speech, uh, the the physical expression of one's thoughts. And so as the word of God, as John writes and says, in the beginning was the word, what he is saying to us, that as the word of God, Jesus acted as the physical expression of God to humanity himself. In, In other words, he was revealing, this word was revealing God's mind to us. A little bit later in John, it says that the word became flesh. Mike will talk more about this next week, and we'll, we'll, we'll sit in that space. But John outlines to us the sense that in the beginning, the word already existed as the physical expression. A few things about this. See, first he's saying to us that this word has already or has always existed. He was with God in the beginning. In the beginning was the word. It's obviously connected to Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. Uh, it's the creation story. In the beginning, God created. And John uses this to show us that Jesus existed prior to his physical human birth. In other words, before the universe began, the second person of the Trinity already existed just as the Father and the Holy Spirit existed also. There's also the fact that this word was with God, revealing this really personal connection uh, of the word to the Father throughout all of eternity. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God. But John doesn't stop there. He goes on to say that the word was God. I mean, let that just wash over you right now as you uh, think about this passage, as we think about who Jesus was. John is saying in this moment that this word, this, uh, this word who came and lived and dwelt amongst us was the expression of God himself. It was God with flesh on, and he moved into, as the message translation puts it, and he moved into our neighborhoods. Every time I think about that, that just blows my mind, that God would act in such a way. John wouldn't even need to say anything more. He's kind of just named it, hasn't he? As the Logos of God, the Word of God, he existed in the beginning. He was personally connected with God the Father and the Holy Spirit. And he is God. Who is Jesus? Just sums it up right there, doesn't it? But he goes on to kind of tell us us, else who Jesus was and and what Jesus did. Uh, He makes this statement in verse 3 that really says that he is our creator. He says God created everything through him. And nothing was created except through him. In other words, every element of creation, everything that you see around you as you drove here for worship, as you got up this morning, as you sat out having a cup of coffee, listening to the birds or the sun that was warming you today, everything that we see has come into existence through him. But here's what's really important. In putting it this way, John's also safeguarding the truth that the father is the source still of everything that exists. Christ simply works as the agent through whom the Father has created all things. This is a truth that John affirmed, but it was something that the rest of uh, the disciples uh, and early followers of Jesus claimed as well too. In fact, the Apostle Paul in his writings to the Colossians makes this statement, kind of captures all this that John was writing about, and he says this in Colossians 1, verses 15 and 17. Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. I love that statement. He is the visible image. We can see him. Those early disciples, Jesus was the visible image of the invisible gods. He had emotions. They could touch him. He grew tired and weary. He spoke profound truth. He is the visible image of the invisible gods. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. For through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in this unseen world. Everything was created through Him and for Him. Paul says He existed before anything else, and He holds all of creation together. He is the Word of God, but He is also our Creator. You know, last weekend, uh, Julie and I, uh, if you haven't heard already, um, we uh, welcomed our second grandchild into our lives and uh, it was simply wonderful. Young little JJ Poet was born. He's a thriving young man. Uh, and, uh, you know what, cradling a newborn infant in your arms, it's, you know, as a grandparent, you know exactly what that's like. Parents, you know what that's like as well too. Uh, There's something special. As you look into the life of this child, there is this sense of God's creative work that has been at play. Uh, everything is revealed in their birth. But in this instance, you know, Christ not only played some part in creating physical life, but John says that he also has a part to play in giving spiritual life. You know, we've heard about it in testimonies this morning right here over at our Eagle Hall campus as well too. You know, John writes, the word gave life to everything that was created in his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. John uses that word life. He uses it uh, uh, on more than 36 occasions in, the, in, in this gospel, far more than uh, it's used anywhere else in the New Testament scriptures. And it refers, in a sense, into, into a broad sense, to the, not only to the life the Son imparts into this physical world, but to the spiritual and eternal life that he imparts to people as a gift uh, through belief in him. Beautiful testimonies of what God's doing through impact recovery, of what God's been doing right across the life of our church. You know, In, in a theme this year where we've been saying, you know what, we're going to be a church that does whatever it takes. Why are we planning a city campus? Because it's, we believe that there are people out there that need to, that are living in darkness, that need to discover God's truth for themselves as well too. Jesus was uh, not only life, but his life brought light to everyone. And I'm going to say, isn't that wonderful at Christmas time to think about that the light of the world, Jesus Christ, the light of the world, he has come into this world bringing life and light to all people. We have a dark world that we live in, if we're honest about it. You know, uh, I tell you, being in Israel on that back part, when war broke out, you begin to realize how quickly this is a dark, uh, demonic world that we kind of live in when when you uh, see some of the behavior that happens. This world desperately needs the life and the light of this world. Jesus said to his disciples in John chapter 14, verse 6, shortly before he was arrested and crucified, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. He, he didn't say he was some way or some truth or some life and you might find the rest in somebody else. He said, I am the only way, the only truth, and the only life. That's the light of the world. That he, becomes the, he is this life that becomes the light of the world. Interesting that in creation, that Jesus is playing his part in bringing all things into existence what was it into the darkness? God said, "Let there be light," bringing light into the darkness. And today, Jesus Christ is still bringing life and light uh, into God's creation and making all things new. It's a beautiful thing that He's doing. He is God's words. He's the revealed Word of God, the Logos of God. He is our Creator. Uh, he is our life and our lights. And in his opening prologue, in verses 10 and 12, John makes one other statement, which I think, really, that's the one that we hopefully know the best. It's the sense that he's all of those things, but he is also our Savior. Let me read it to you. John says this. He came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people, and even they rejected him. You know, the reality is today in Israel, there are still people there in that country that don't believe that Jesus Christ is Yeshua, the Messiah. Believing God. They're praying to God, but they don't believe that. Verse 11, he came to his own people and even they rejected him, but to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become the children of God. You see, when we believe that truth, when we believe... That he lived and he died for our sins that we might experience forgiveness and live in right relationship with God. We too become or become, we are now called and become the children of God. You know, for some of us here in this room and maybe watching online right now, this is a new reality for us. It's like uh, up until that point in time, uh, it was like we were wandering around in darkness and suddenly uh, there was a revelation. And we realized who Jesus Christ was. Maybe you've grown up in church. Maybe you're a young person here in this room or watching as well too. And, you know, you've kind of heard the stories. And so you kind of, yeah, I know that. I've heard that before as well too. You see, we need to keep reminding ourselves because this is God's revealed truth. This is his truth to us in the scriptures. We need to be strong on this. You know, who is Jesus? He's not just some good man. He's not just some moral teacher he wasn't just something somebody who started something that a few people began to follow he is the revealed word of God's God's expression to us as if God was speaking to us face to face he is our creator he is our life and light and he is also our savior and so I want to say today wherever we might find ourselves it is really important about what we believe about Jesus Is he just a good man, a moral man? Or was he really God? You see, that's, I think, the most important question to be thinking about coming into, what, uh, Christmas. You know, many of us, maybe most of us here in this room, we've kind of been thinking already about Christmas and what we're going to do and the celebrations, where we might go and getting the right presents and the parties and the events and all the things, the holidays that maybe we're going to go on, we're finishing up, work. we put a lot of time and effort into all of that. And so in light of that, maybe my question for us today is uh, we begin to kind of lean into this Christmas season, Is really, it's, it's really quite simple. You know, for us, is it just another cultural tradition that we engage in, we love, and love all the festivity that kind of goes with that? Or can we actually see beyond all of that and... That's all kind of fun. Don't get me wrong. I love that. But can we see beyond all of that, to, to see, you know, beyond all that glitters, to see and to understand the truth of who Jesus Christ was? Because that's what John is trying to say to us. You know, he's writing some 20 or 30 years later on, wanting to help, he's wanting people to understand. You know, he realizes time's against him. Life is short. He... he doesn't have that many more years in front of him. He wants people to understand who Jesus Christ is. So I say, well, who is he today to you? You know, if somebody was to ask you as a tradie, you know, what would you say? Or, uh, you know, uh, whatever your work environment might be, what would you say? It doesn't have to be a complex answer. It can be as simple as some of the things that we just talked about today that John was expressing to us. I mean, ultimately, in the end, if you know and love the Lord Jesus Christ, it's those simple words that he has changed my life and he is my savior. You know, maybe today, as we're entering into this Christmas season, and it's coming fast now, maybe you find yourself at a fork in a road. Today, uh, you're hearing once again, maybe you're hearing for the first time, you're hearing once again as to who Jesus Christ was that he was and is God's, that he lived and took on flesh, lived amongst us and died for the sins of this world so that we might embrace the forgiveness that he offers to us and that we might live in right relationship with God for the rest of eternity. Maybe you're hearing that for the very first time. And what that demands from us this Christmas is a response. And I can't choose for anybody else, but I can put it out there and say, you know what, we can either choose to embrace Jesus Christ as our own Lord and Savior and bow ourselves uh, before him and to accept what he, the forgiveness that he offers to us. Or we can say, you know what, I'm just not interested in any of that and I'm just going to kind of go my own way. Yeah, maybe some of us here are at a fork in a road today. What, what, what path are we going to walk? Can I just tell you, we've got, Young men over here who are just sharing testimony today about the difference that Jesus Christ has made in their life. I know we've got other people here in this room that have given their heart to Jesus this year as well too and people that have been walking with him for many years. Jesus makes a difference. But we've got to be willing to confess with our mouths and believe with our hearts that Jesus Christ came and died for forgiveness of our sins if we want to live in a right relationship with God. Maybe that's you today. Well, maybe for others of us, that's not the fork in the road for us. We're not at a fork in the road, but as we enter into the the Christmas season, we find ourselves maybe a little disillusioned at this time of the year. That could be for any number of reasons. It could be because we've got hurt in our lives. Maybe there's a, there's a relationship that's gone pear shaped. Maybe it's, we're doing tough and life at the moment is just financially tough or, uh, we're in conflict with somebody. It could be any number of things that, any number of things in this world can rob us of the joy of, of, of experiencing that very first Christmas afresh in our lives. And you need to be reminded today. You need to take time out today to remind yourself That Christ is not only with us, but he is for us. He's with us and he is for us in our triumphs and in our tragedies. He is with us and he is for us when we're on top of the mountain and when we find ourselves in the valley low. He is with us. He is with us. He is with us. Maybe the decision for you is to say, you know what, I need to recapture Maybe it's as if uh, you need to ask today, Holy Spirit, would you blow afresh through my life today, helping me to grasp that sense of wonder and awe of that very first Christmas? Maybe that's for you. You know, well, uh, there's a very famous carol that we sing at this time of the year and hoping we might sing it at some point. But uh, it actually... Here's the words. Talks about the arrival, the appearance of God with us. It says, Yea, Lord, we greet thee, born this happy morning. Jesus to thee be all glory given, word of the Father, now in flesh appearing. Oh, come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. You know, that's the response. Will we come into this Christmas season just wanting to adore Him with a fresh sense of wonder and awe? Or are we going to ignore Him? Adore or ignore? What might that be for us? I'm going to invite us to stand right now with me. I'm going to pray for us. So let's stand. And I'm just thinking uh, maybe this is a fitting moment for us uh, as our team comes back and as we... uh, Engage in one last song as a response today to think through, what is my response to this Christmas? So our heads bowed, our eyes closed. This is kind of a holy moment. I want to give us this moment. Maybe there are some of us here in this room right now that are needing to respond to Jesus Christ and to embrace him as their own Lord and Savior. is no greater decision you could make in your life right now it's as simple as saying dear Jesus I believe that you are the son of God and I want to thank you for coming and dying for my sins so that you might put me into right relationship with God today I ask you to forgive me of my sins and would you make my heart your home if that's something you need to do today, I want to ask you, I want to encourage you right where you are, just throw your hand right up because I want to pray for you. Thank you. I see that hand. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Anyone else? Thank you. I see that. Thank you. Yeah. Let's pray. Father, I want to pray right now for the work of your Spirit right here in this room. For people who are realizing for the first time, maybe it's just an they acknowledgement they've heard this story, but God, your Spirit is meeting with them right now, and you're bringing a revelation into their lives, and they are beginning to understand who your Son is, that He is your revealed words, that He is our Creator, our life, and He is our Savior. Father, we thank you for all of that. Father, people are making bold decisions right now, gutsy decisions. Lord, I pray that you would enable them to walk into this Christmas with confidence, with peace, with your hope, Lord. Would you bring great transformation, we pray, into their lives as a result of them stepping out in faith, putting aside their pride, putting aside uh, the voices in their head that say, no, don't do that, don't tell anybody. God, may you uh, fill them with a sense of your joy and your peace and your hope, I pray. Father, for others of us who are thinking about how we're going to engage with Christmas this year, Lord, I pray that there will be a sense of the awe and wonder of that first Christmas in our lives once again. We thank you for all that Jesus is. Today we bless you and we adore you in Jesus' name. Amen.